The following podcast is presented by Together Washington. Together Washington, we are seeking to build bridges across divides and tell the inspiring stories of those building the common good. If you'd like to support or get involved with Together Washington, go to togetherwashington.com. Joining us now, I'm so excited to have my friend Thatcher Bailey, the executive director of Friends of Waterfront Seattle. There's so much happening, you know, in the country around the world. Sometimes I'm not sure if we we really know that right before our very eyes, one of the most exciting projects in the Pacific Northwest is going on. And so, Thatcher, welcome to the program. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Thanks for the shout out to the waterfront. Totally appreciate it. It's great to hear your voice. Yeah, you too. And I tell you. I mean, give us uh, give us kind of the update with where things are at, or or maybe even take a couple steps back, because I think, um, in some ways, my my sense is is this you know not only is this one of the most exciting projects in decades in the Pacific Northwest, uh, but you know it's there's a lot of a lot of the infrastructure's been going on, so it, it, it's I don't know if a lot of folks are kind of really at the point where they're it's kind of like the Mariners right now like they're just starting to pay attention to the fact that they might make the playoffs you know (laughs) no you know it's surprising we um there is a big construction site now along 26 blocks of the central waterfront downtown and I have to say we take walks you know almost every day with folks um to show them the site to talk about the future to get get them to have a sense of what's going on. And we are continually amazed by how many people kind of didn't know this was happening. It's been going on since, you know, 2010, really, and um, was kicked off in real time by the Nisqually earthquake, which kind of led to a decision to take down the viaduct, um, which uh, then made people recognize there's going to be a whole different relationship that people in Seattle have to the downtown waterfront. I used to have an office very near the uh, viaduct, and went out the door and looked towards that Elliott Bay. Couldn't see anything but a big gray wall, a lot of noise, and um, so that 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 had to come down. Um, and underneath all that is this extraordinary expanse of public space that even folks who've been planning this and gaming it out for years were sort of shocked to experience as they as they felt and uh, were in that space looking north and south and seeing how much there is there for people to enjoy and how much there is there to design and take advantage of uh, through greenery and play areas and access to the water. It really is a game changer for the city. I've heard some people say that this is really one of the largest kind of projects, civic projects since the, you know, space needle Seattle center um, is you know, based on just the amount of sheer space and what what you mentioned, is that is is that accurate to say? Well, I say that a lot, Tim. Until um, my younger staff told me, Thatcher, <laughs> there's not that many people around who actually remember the World's Fair, so you might want <laughs> to be careful using that reference. But absolutely, I grew up in this in this city, and I was a, a little boy when. Uh, the world, the Seattle Center was built to host the World's Fair, and it was a a big deal for the city, um, not just in terms of a capital project, but this kind of vision for the future that uh, really was the theme of the whole fair. 
and it, you know, maybe I'm uh, a little narcissistic here, but I, I do think of that as a, a turning outward of Seattle that uh, led us on a trajectory to get us where we are today, where we are, we are not the little town that we were back in 1962. We are very much a city of the future. This project is happening at a, at a very similar moment uh, in terms of then how do you rethink what downtowns work like, whom they work for, um, as we uh, move past a very difficult time uh, in our country's history. I guess we're maybe not quite past it. Um, and kind of rethink, you know, what, what what's going to bring people back downtown? What is the downtown going to look like? Who's it going to feel welcoming to? How do we kind of take what was good that's been happening over the last 20 or 30 years and turn it around to make um, a new downtown that, again, feels more like home to a lot of the folks who maybe, you know, were pushed out by rising prices or kind of felt that what was going on downtown really wasn't about them. So there's nothing more transformative, as you know, Tim, than a really successful public space that feels welcoming to all people. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Can, can you describe to the listeners uh, w- what they can expect in terms of when, when this thing, when it's said and done, what can you just get, go into our mind's eye here and what can we expect along the waterfront that can just, that, that we can really anticipate? Well, I mean, first of all, just to give folks a, a sense of the, the scale of this, uh, the, the redone waterfront actually starts at Lehman Field, goes along Alaskan Way, then kind of veers up right below the market onto Elliott Way um, to Bell Street Park and a little bit beyond. So it's a it's a 26-block long endeavor. Um, and that's something, but the, the taking down of the viaduct and this notion of reconnecting people to the the waterfront to Elliott Bay is also part of the architecture. So there are um, probably eight different west to east east streets um, that are greened up, uh, uh, narrowed down, made pedestrian friendly that connect folks um, back up into the city and back up into neighborhoods, the CID, Pioneer Square, downtown, Belltown, uh, in ways that never were possible before. There's a big architectural move right below the market that is a, what we call the Overlook Walk, that is a sprawling, uh, raised, green walkway that takes people gently down to Alaskan Way and onto Pier 62, one of the big park spaces. There's actually it's functioning now with performances and programs, um, kind of above the new aquarium, ocean pavilion, and this whole experience is also um, a 180 transformation of <laughs> 20 acres of what was, you know, concrete and asphalt uh, into a space where there was nothing green, right? Right. Some 800, 800 new trees being planted, 120,000 shrubs, all this um, in uh, infrastructure that captures stormwater that now is kind of running straight off into Elliott Bay and now will be used to keep the whole area green and keep the bay clean. One other thing that's a little less visible, but it's profound, is the, the new seawall that was also a piece of crumbling infrastructure that needs to be fixed and rebuilt. And that is um, the greenest seawall in the world. Scientists from around the world are um, checking in regularly with the UW uh, divers and scientists who are um, 
monitoring how successful this new seawall is as it comes salmon highway from the Duwamish River out north and back, uh, a site for new marine habitat. So from a, a kind of environmental you know, net loss situation, we have an environmental net gain here. And meanwhile, there's six new playgrounds for kids and families to enjoy. There's two big piers for concerts and festivals. There's viewpoints. There's a new beach, literally a beach at Pioneer Square that people can touch the water, bring their boat in, uh, you know, launch a kayak. Uh, there are wow. all sorts of opportunities. There's beautiful bike lanes and extraordinary plantings, promenades. Uh, it really is our, – our goal is to create uh, – a space where a family with a couple of kids can come down for an entire day, not spend any money and just have the best time of their lives. Wow. I mean, that six kind of playground park areas. I mean, that's, Oh my goodness. I think that's going to increase the number of parks and playgrounds in downtown by like 500%. I mean, that's amazing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) the, The big loss for Seattle was the failure of the Seattle commons to really take, I mean, there's a, Great little parks, Lake Union Park, which you know, they kind of was the, the tail end of the comments. But yeah, there's this is a this is the downtown park that um, we never quite got, and we're going to be very grateful that we have now. Yeah, what's going to happen, Thatcher? Uh, pier sixty two, of course. That you back in the day, right? Growing up, summer nights at the pier, um, that was a huge thing. And you did mention concerts. Is that is Pier sixty two going to go back to? kind of summer nights at the pier kind of thing, or what's going to happen there? Well, you know, we started, uh, uh, we were a little stymied in programming that site um, (laughs) after the pier opened in the fall because of COVID. But right when the, you know, the restriction lifted at the beginning of July, we started uh, scheduling concerts and uh, dance performances and uh, cultural festivals and rec programs on the pier, kind of testing out what worked, what didn't work. Extraordinarily uh, kind of successful summer season, bringing folks from all over the city. I mean, there were there are always going to be plenty of visitors down on the waterfront, but our goal is to make this a, a feel like home for folks in Seattle. We're starting off this Saturday with a big, uh, probably a a uh, thousand person concert featuring the black tones. We have a series of uh, concert events throughout October, um, smaller musical events happening in November. It is a, it, it, it is and will be increasingly a, a site for uh, local musicians doing all sorts of uh, different kinds of work to be available for free uh, to audiences from all over the city. And when pier 58 uh, gets rebuilt, that's the pier to, it fell into the water last fall and be another big 50,000 square foot public space. Um, the opportunities for, for music and other, other performing arts will only increase. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Oh my goodness. It's going to be one of the most beautiful garden sites uh, in the, in the city and along there with, you know, the Channel Garden, Arboretum. Um, it'll be a reason to come down there all by itself. But of course the, the real reason is the water. And it's, I think the draw of the water itself is, almost cellular in, in human beings. So there's a lot of space designed in for people just to kind of be there, be near it. Um, it's a much quieter, more beautiful way to be there than it used to be with the viaduct and the traffic crowded up onto the west side. All the Alaskan Way traffic now is pushed off to the east side, um, and the whole experience on the west side towards the water is greenery, walking trails, promenades. So absolutely uh, a really delightful way to 
kind of get back in touch with the shoreline that's always been there. Absolutely. And you mentioned the beach and the ability to pull up a boat. Is that like, is there going to be a new kind of like dock there or? Oh, I mean, if you want to like unload your kayak and go in, it's just a beach. Yeah. So there's, there's not a, uh, there's a floating dock attached to the Pier 62, um, which people can use to pick up and drop folks off, but there's not going to be any, any moorage. Uh, there's, uh, the port is just to the north. Of, of the park, so people still have to rely on those existing um, moorage facilities. Yeah, yeah. We well, got Bell Harbor Marina right there. Yeah, exactly. You asked how people could get involved, and I, I think you know at this point the best way to get involved is come down and see a show, come down and take a class, come down and experience what it's like to be on Pier 62, um, and you know take in the views, take in some culture. Go to the Friends website, you know, waterfrontparkseattle.org, and look at uh, the events schedule. There's, there's something there that I, I guarantee will draw most of the folks who are listening um, to come down on a, on a maybe a, now a bit of a chillier, you know, weekend day, but nonetheless, wear a sweater, listen to some music, uh, grab a beer, and just enjoy this extraordinary setting, and, uh, both with the mountains on one side and our gorgeous city on the other. Absolutely. And are there opportunities to, to volunteer in terms of uh, maybe park ambassadors or anything like that? Well, at this point, you know, we're, we're still a pretty small operation and we do have uh, a park ambassador staff and we have, uh, you know, security staff and we have social outreach workers. But at this point, um, we, we don't really have a robust volunteer program. I'm sure that will come on. The park will be fully built out in 2024. Uh, much, much bigger footprint that we need to take care of. And part of that um, will necessarily uh, have to provide opportunities uh, for care by volunteers who really want to stay connected to help the park be successful. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is, I'm just, I'm looking at some of the photos online right now. I mean, this is, <laughs> I'm just kind of salivating knowing what's what's coming and what this is going to do. One of the things I hate to even bring up, because I, this was a handful of years ago, there was the the idea of like that floating pool. Is, is that uh, is that totally uh, off the uh, is that off the drawing board, the floating pool? Uh, it is. It did not get included in the in the current plan, sadly. Um, there were a lot of wonderful ideas that some of which had to be left on the cutting room floor. But that doesn't mean, you know, there isn't room sometime in the future. I think, Tim, and folks who um, have spent time in New York up in the last, you know, during the last 20 years or so are familiar with this phenomenon. I don't think this 26-acre stretch is going to be the only redo of our city's waterfront um, in our lifetime. This is going to spur on further redevelopment of the, to the north and to the south, of green spaces, of water access, of public park spaces. And uh, these, not just because these are amenities that people love, but it's kind of what makes cities work better, makes downtowns more livable, more family-friendly, and ultimately actually are really good drivers for a healthy and more equitable economy. So I, I almost promise you that this is the first of many other such ambitious projects uh, to take advantage of the shoreline that we're so blessed with in this area and to give people more access to the water uh, in this gorgeous uh, Puget Sound area. Well, Thatcher, I just want to, I want to thank you here publicly. I mean, you have done such a tremendous job, obviously not just with this, but 
for, you know, for our listeners, you know, Thatcher for many years led the Seattle Parks Foundation. And, you know, we have here in the Seattle area, some of the best parks in the country. I mean, uh, cities around the country look up to our park system. And Thatcher, you've been a, just an amazing leader um, over the years in, in helping, you know, our city have the incredible parks that we have. And of course, you now helping to lead this effort too. We're just really thankful for all the time and effort you're putting in to having us have a just a, a really flourishing city. Well, Tim, that's very kind of you to say, but I, and I, I think your listeners probably are aware that you are one of the great park advocates in the city yourself. And I, one of the reasons Seattle is, is blessed with, um, you know, such um, loved parks is that there are there's a huge network of friends groups out there. And Tim, you took on uh, Denny Park back when um, it needed some love, and you really brought that. You brought the community together to kind of make that space happen. I know Denny Park over the last year went through some tough times, but you've been there all through it, and it's advocates like you and volunteers like you who make our park system really come alive and be meaningful to neighborhoods and, and folks in lives. So thank you. Oh, thanks, Thatcher. And I tell you, I cannot wait to meet you down. Maybe we can grab some coffee down on the waterfront here in the next month or so, and, and uh, maybe I could get a little walking tour, if, if you wouldn't mind. I would love to do that, Tim. I would be honored to give you a walk give you a, a, a preview of what's coming. That'd be great. Thatcher Bailey, he is the executive director of the Friends of Waterfront Seattle. I'm telling you, friends, you guys are going to absolutely love what's going, what's coming. It's right in the middle of getting ready to go. So come on, as Thatcher said, go to the website and check out all the different things that they have going on. It's waterfrontseattle.org. And you mentioned there's a, there's some concerts this weekend. There's a lot of activities. And so come down there and have a great time. And um, so, Thatcher, thanks for, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. I really appreciate the invitations. And great to talk to you, Tim. It's, it's always good to connect. So see you soon on the waterfront. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Thatcher. Thank okay. you. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. That was Thatcher Bailey, Executive Director of the Friends of Waterfront Seattle, in just an incredible project right in the middle of city, right on the right on the waterfront. The piers there, it is going to be absolutely incredible. So uh, make sure you check that out.